and welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary. My name's Jenny Yule. And I'm Mary O'Regan. And this is a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jenny. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What are we talking about today? Okay, so we got three things we're going to talk about. Um, The first topic is uh, spurred by an article that Mary read and Jenny skimmed in the New York Times (laughs) called, uh, Is There Any Point in Dieting? Uh, Apparently, there's some sort of neuroscience behind the fact that you're really never going to keep that weight off. Mm -hmm. And then um, next, we're going to talk about the ever entertaining and always mega minefield of talking politics with relatives. Mm-hmm. Especially timely right now. Ooh, mm-hmm. yes. So yep. much so. Um, and then we're going to close it out uh, with uh, people. We're wondering if people are inherently good. We're yes. Going to, are they or aren't they? We're we going to discuss that. Share our opinions on that one. We're going real deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a heavy week. Uh <laughs> Okay, so dieting. Yeah, yeah, Mary, okay. Mary, so this article, fill us in on the article. <laughs> this article, man, it was, a little, it was a little bit depressing, but like also maybe a bit of a relief to some people because basically what the article was saying, um, and this is an article that came out in like May, New York Times, it, the gist of it was um, you can't really fight the way that your body wants to be but you can still be healthy. So like you can technically be overweight, but totally healthy because the, your body's like natural weight just so happens to be overweight. But if you're eating all your vegetables and you're exercising and you're doing the right things that doctors say you should do in order to have a healthy body, it, your weight is kind of irrelevant. And so I don't know. I find that interesting. And I like it's a relief because it's like, well, maybe there's no reason to really obsess on like achieving some number that like the media or a chart in a doctor's office says that you need to achieve to be healthy for your height or some perfect shape. Yeah, you know, especially as some shape that like every women's magazine tells you you need to be, which is basically a teenage boy. Yes. Um, Did did you see that Refinery29? This is kind of off topic, but related. They just um, released something called the 67% Project, which they they have taken it upon themselves to take photographs of women of all shapes and sizes and weights. um, And they are offering it through Getty, a partnership with Getty as as stock photography. Cool. And it's like really representative of, of just different women that's Um, awesome yeah so i mean who knows if people will use it but um, yeah but yeah it was kind of an interesting thing that i saw last week and that i was just kind of like well shit that's that's good i mean it's a step in the right direction because like things like you know like your bmi like right like right is that even so you know it, it makes sense and we've been reading about how yes you can be what is has been viewed as you know quote unquote overweight Mm -hmm. and still be completely healthy um and healthier than god probably me who you know probably has like what they would be considered an ideal bmi Mm -hmm. but i don't exercise i'm i don't know what's going on with my heart like (laughs) right you know like um yeah, yeah it's just kind of interesting to me that we have all these sort of like set ideas of what it's what we're supposed to look like yeah and yet it's totally. com- it can, i think it's completely wrong 
it's it is completely wrong it's just it's just not realistic and it's not fair and yeah, it's it, totally unfair it doesn't take into account so many other things and and i think that it's important for people to just do what feels good i mean it's hard to you know it's it's hard to just say that and not still be a total like insecure woman about your weight you know like if there are so many things that if i could just like have a you know tighten it up there lose some dimples there like oh it'd be great but it's just not it's not real and also it's never going to happen like the the other thing that's interesting i can't i can't remember if i read it in this article or another article but it was talking about one of the only ways to really lose weight and one of the only ways that people do lose weight is mostly just through starvation like you're just terrible that's kind of how it happens like the human body isn't really designed to burn more than it takes in it's it's usually generally good to just kind of be at an equilibrium of like you're burning enough and taking it, you're taking in enough for what you burn off. But once you reach to the point where you're burning off more than you take in, that is what they call losing weight, which is the only way to do it. But your body also enters into starvation mode. And the only way that you're going to lose those extra like five or 10 pounds that everybody wants to lose is to literally starve because those extra five to 10 pounds are what is the like the fat that doesn't go away easily you know it's not it's it's not the kind that just like will fall off when when you like stop drinking or whatever it's it's the kind that like the only way you're gonna do that is to starve because your body starts to take care yeah it starts to get rid of the fat that like it's trying to survive basically um so it's i don't know it's a little disturbing and it's but it's I don't know. It's I try to re- remember that when I'm giving myself a hard time. Like I eat vegetables every day. I eat fruit every day. I try to eat whole grains. I exercise. I you know walk to work and stuff. Like even if I don't think that I'm like at the perfect weight that I was at when I was 28 or whatever. Like I think that I'm completely healthy right now and don't need to lose weight, don't need to gain weight. I'm kind of just at a place where my body wants to be and I I think that's good and but it's hard cuz the you're just constantly wanting to fight against it oh, as a woman. Well, I mean, I want to fight against it, but as you know, I don't because I can <laughs> I refuse. I continue to refuse to exercise. In fact, I was driving by driving, of course. Um, I was driving by like, you know, uh a gym just with like, you know, tread treadmills and yeah. cycles or whatever today. And I, it was, I think it was like six 30 and I was like, I had just gotten some food. I was going to come home and like have like soup and a sandwich or something like that. But mm-hmm. I was looking in there and I was like, I can literally not think of any time of day that I want to be doing what they are doing right now. Yeah. Like I looked in and I'm like, it's six 30. I'm hungry. I want to go home and put on my jammies yeah. and eat some food and have a glass of wine yeah. and go to bed. And totally. I'm like, and they're exercising. I was just like, how do you like, you get up pretty early to exercise, right? Like I do. And part of it is like, I, I need to exercise, um, not only for, energy like it it boosts my energy um which i have heard my mood feel better and helps sleep yeah yeah there's just too many things that are it's helping that i need to like no i mean you know i'm not dispelling like exercise and i'm not like i i don't mean to like mock people that do it's more like incredulity for me i'm just like damn 
Yeah. How do you like how do you get up at five in the morning on a weekday and wanna like walk on a treadmill? Like I can see it if I were, I don't like, want to, it's because I have to, but Jenny, yeah. I could turn the tables on you and say, How do you get up at five AM every day and feed your cats? Well, I love them. Exactly. <laughs> like that must be the worst thing in the world to have to get up at five AM because these little motherfuckers are going <laughs> meow, meow. And you still do it. So I have the same mindset. My body is a meowing cat <laughs> that just like is going to annoy me until I'm finally like, fine. Oh, I'll go well, exercise. Maybe I can figure out a way to make that work for me too. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely works with the cat. <laughs> uh. But you're lucky because you're one of those people who, and I think that this is kind of, to this article's point, you, it seems like you are just at like a, a middle ground with your body of like, this is just how I want to be. And I don't gain weight and I don't lose. I'm just how I am. And cause you, I mean, I guess like I definitely don't, I don't like my stomach. Like I've, I've come to terms with everything else. Well, like, all I of have, us women can, I don't like my thighs, you know, like we can yeah. all name something. Yeah. I, and I, if it's, there's one thing that I would exercise for aside from heart health, uh, that would be that my like trimming down my stomach would be it. But, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's interesting because I like, you know, getting older is another huge part of it. Um, when I was younger, like I was, you know, as I was skimming the article earlier, um, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, they said something about like your set weight where yeah, you're set weight. Yeah. Well, you'll never go what it was like more than like five or 10 pounds mm -hmm. above or below it. Yeah. You'll pretty much always come like right back to that area. That's where your body wants you to be. And like I just was thinking about, you know, when I was, oh God, like from like a teenager up until honestly, up until like my late twenties, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't weigh much more than if any than a hundred pounds. Right. And and you know, back then, I mean, I could eat anything. And yep. I did eat anything. Mm -hmm. Like this was just interesting too to to think about how how you know like metabolism and and aging and all of that sort of feeds into this this sort of set weight and like adjusts mm -hmm. it as you get older yeah it does um, adjust Ugh, it goes up I know and so like to me I'm sort of thinking well you know I I don't like my stomach and I could try to do more well, I could try to do any exercise to make that a little bit better um Leslie's trying to get me to join class pass FYI <laughs> which I should I should because we want you like go. dancing I do. And she's like, let's go hip hop dancing. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. That sounds, that sounds so like suburban, but don't join class suburban pass white mom right there. You, let's go hip hop dancing. Don't join class pass until you like take a few classes. Cause that's a commitment to like lots of classes. That's true. Good like point. take a few here and there before you like jump in with a pass, you know? Don't tell Leslie you said that. <laughs> Sorry, um, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's strange, but I can also see how there. It, it, it also is a nice feeling, like you were saying, like to know that this is kind of the weight that you're supposed to be, and yeah. it just it just sucks because you're right. You're bombarded with all of the societal crap. Like again, like models are. I don't want to say that they're starving themselves, but you know, a lot of times they're a, they're quite young. Yeah, they're already thin. They have that metabolism like that I had, and mm -hmm. you probably also had when you were super young, and totally. And having that held up as the sort of ideal is just like... It's fucked up. Yeah. It's awful. It's really sad. And it's and I, it's just pervasive. And, and the thing that's so awful about it is that it's 
it's cyclical in that that's what people want. Like I was even talking with somebody today actually, and she was uh, talking about um, some a story that she had helped write for um, a brand that she worked for, and she was talking about all of these like more real type women models that they were using and how those stories never really perform very well in terms of driving sales but then there was this like super emaciated model that like anything they put her in she would sell out those clothes like seriously and it's just so depressing and but it's real man it is real people That's, can't me out. and and the yeah. thing is i also don't want to like as having been somebody who was very skinny for a long time i also don't want to make people who are are thin you know, like naturally thin, feel bad about themselves either. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I realize that you know the the majority of people in this country are not like super super thin. Um, totally. But but you've been there. You know what it's oh like. God, it's embarrassing, and yeah. people would say horrible things to me. Not mm-hmm. again. Not saying that people are not awful, fat shaming, cruel to to women and men who are like heavier. But but yeah, people would like like. Uh, yell out like you know what size are you and like oh my god you're so skinny and I had people like whispering that I was anorexic which I wasn't yeah um it's just interesting how people think that they can comment on your bodies they think they can because it's not fat shaming they think they think thin shaming is a form of flattery I would imagine but it's like it's you're still, still talking about my body. body yeah it's still totally (laughs) messed up insecurities yeah it's like Back then, it was that like my legs were so my calves were so skinny that they were like bowed, you know. Yeah. And I felt yeah. just really uncomfortable about myself. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of feel like this article makes me want to whenever like my friends or even my own brain complain complains about feeling fat or wanting to lose weight or whatever, just say, you know what? Are you eating your vegetables? Are yes. you are you exercising? Are you like not eating just like macaroni and cheese for dinner every night? Then you're probably fine. It's you true. know, it's true. And I do try really hard to think about what I'm eating. That's um, the way to go, man. That's the honestly, I I think it was some like dietitian or somebody told me that it's something like. 25% exercise, 75% what you eat in terms of like maintaining your weight and, you know, keeping things in the health on the healthy train, which is why it's not the worst thing in the world that you don't exercise because you eat really healthy. Yeah. Well, and you eat like a bird, tiny little amounts. I don't eat like a bird. You totally eat like a bird. I can really? eat so much more food than you. I mean, I, I'm a grazer. That's you my are, problem. Which is like, so good for you. It's so it? good to eat slowly. It's really annoying. I, I had to eat tell- like I'm about to die every <laughs> single time. I eat like I'm being chased by like a band of starving people who are going to try to steal my food. I, I can't. Maybe I don't know how are. to not inhale. I got it from my dad. Like, the, He's still the only person to my this day who can out eat me and like Beat my dad me. eats so fast and you've seen my dad he's like a reed <laughs> i'm just like what the yeah fuck? but then i guess impressive. sometimes he won't like eat for a, like several not several days but like you know he won't yeah, eat a the whole day, day. Yeah. and then he'll be like dinner yeah Corey's uh, like that too he only really eats dinner really i can't deal like i, I need no to way. like snacky snack all yeah. day long that's why i have like i have like trail mix at my desk i have mm-hmm. like dried mango at my desk in mm-hmm. case i like all healthy snacks so well, good Cause I don't, I don't, I don't like sweets that much anymore. And wow. I can't really keep 
cheese at my desk. <laughs> that would be your downfall, wouldn't it be? Oh my God. <laughs> I have three kinds of cheese in the fridge right now. I love that. I love that like <laughs> when you had your birthday celebration at work, instead of getting like cupcakes or bagels like everybody else, you're like, I just want an array of cheese. <laughs> and it was so good. It was, <laughs> it was really so good. good. It was delicious. It was awesome and um, a really good idea because who also doesn't want that? I I would think no one except, well, I would say someone who's the lactose intolerant people do not want that. Uh, I was going to say too, that I actually had to, I, I was honest with my current workmates because they were like, Hey, you want to go out to lunch? And I was like, I, I had work to do, but also I was like, you know what, you guys, I'm really not someone who likes to go out to lunch because yeah. I don't like the forced, the forced eating yeah. of a meal. I'm like, that's I, true. I like to, I, I'll go and get like soup and half of a sandwich. I'll eat the soup and then two hours later, I'll eat the half a sandwich. And well, that, you'll eat half the half the sandwich. <laughs> and then two hours after that, you'll eat the other half the sandwich. Well, that's true. It's, that is true. It's amazing. I wish I could do that. I, it's, we're the opposite. Basically. It's annoying, dude. And people think I'm gross because I just have food at my desk all the time. <laughs> well, we need to never live together because I will just eat all of your food and you'll never get any, so basically. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> I, but I would lose those extra 10 pounds that I want to get Because I would be forcing yeah. you to starve to death. Exactly. Basically. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, should we move on to yeah, uh, move on. talking politics <laughs> with relatives? Oh, so timely right now. Oh, Talking man. politics or or social media politics. Um, but what do you mean? Like talking about politics on social media? Yeah, I mean, both. So I'm really lucky that, um, well, two things. None of my relatives really live here. Yeah. So I don't really have to talk politics with them. And also the ones that are more conservative, I think even this year is is testing their metal <laughs> really wow i mean that's kind of happening everywhere yeah um but you do you have some experiences <laughs> i have quite a few experiences with i want to hear these i want to hear um, these. most recently actually i had to unfollow not unfriend but unfollow um, my young cousin Mm. who is i think she's like 18 years old i believe she was just homecoming queen in her high school um but she's a very like not standard girly girl she's like kind of a like a weirdo but in a cute like sweet funny sort of way and yeah. and i've loved i've really loved following her on facebook for the last however couple of years that we've been friends because she shares the most hilarious like funny animal videos and just stuff that like is really light and like and, uh, you know when everybody's sharing all this like the world is ending crap and horrible political stuff that's going on and sad stories and whatnot then i'm seeing like a bunny rabbit and a frog who are best friends, you know, <laughs> like she's what's making that pop up in my Facebook feed. And it's like a lovely breath of fresh air. <laughs> so I'm really sad that I recently had to hide her um, because she started posting all of these, this awful, awful, um, all lives matter propaganda that was Ooh. super, super racist. Like it wasn't just coming at the angle of like, people are wonderful we love people it was um videos of really angry white people talking about how it's all black people's fault for killing each other <gasps> like just shit like that and it was just we got into this 
back and forth um in which because i couldn't after she posted that video i couldn't not comment especially oh. because she's like 18 i'm a, i'm her family like it's my duty to like step in and be like honey you need somebody else to help shape your mind because right now these videos are making you a fucking horrible person mm-hmm. um and so i left a comment just being like unfortunately this video is racist um this is not the way that reality is um she lives in like a smallish suburb in minnesota and i'm sure there are no black people there maybe a few you know like we went back and forth she was incredibly polite super open-minded and nice and like you know like just talking about how she doesn't think it's fair to like only talk about black lives and da 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 and like i get it you know you don't understand what the whole movement is about you just don't get it um I, she's just being really idealistic you know yeah um, and and probably very sheltered but not yeah, so sheltered super naive cuz i will admit that when i was in my mid-teens I totally was like oh reverse racism that's a thing like because you know I had been in situations where like you know uh like girls in my school were like hey white bitch you know and I was like well that's not cool yeah and it took me a long time to be like well actually it it doesn't because because I have white privilege and I can go somewhere and I'm still white and people will still treat me differently based on the color of my skin totally and the fact that you don't have to wake up every day being aware of the color of your skin yeah you get the privilege of not even thinking about it yeah and i it's a hard it's a hard thing to accept Mm -hmm. and i don't mean to say like white people have a heart but Mm -hmm. it's i can see how it's difficult because you then feel guilty and you're like but i i don't I feel bad about this. And, you know, then that's where you start thinking like, well, how do I fix it? But yeah. it's a lot easier to be like, no, 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 I'm not. Because you automatically come to the thing where like, I'm not a racist. And it's like, okay, well, well yeah. Not only that, but not. you take it a step further and you're like, I'm colorblind. And to be colorblind is racist. <laughs> it <laughs> well, and really it's not is. true. I mean, well, sort of, because it, the, the least racist thing to do is to acknowledge that there's racism. Yes, and if you precisely. insist that you're colorblind, it's, basically denying racism yeah 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 yeah. you know and like she doesn't get this and so we went back and forth and she was she was really mature about it she was like i just want you to know that i love you and i respect your opinion and like i'm totally willing to hear your views anytime and that was kind of like where we left it yeah um but then she kept posting the videos and i had to just like unfollow her because i was like i can't keep seeing that you know like at a certain point i have to protect my own sanity um i hope I mean, that's, that's why i stopped following my cousins but that was because yeah. they were posting nudie pictures of themselves so. yeah it's funny <laughs> it's it's actually hilarious because the last cousin that i not only i did not unfollow him because this was so long ago that that was not even an option i unfriended him and it was because he was writing about how awesome mccain was over obama and how obama was like a monster or something so it was literally like eight years ago (laughs) that i was like nope taking him off and (laughs) yeah and haven't looked back since but i have quite a few relatives who are very conservative and sheltered and grow up you know grew up in small towns and just don't the the only hope that I have for this cousin who we most recently got into a spat with was I, my hope is that she will move to a city 
someday. Like I really feel like that can help a lot to just see. I hope so. But I think sometimes it can make it, it can just, you it know. Can. It can make it worse sometimes. Yeah, just exacerbate the the views that are already there. Because if you do see, like, you know, violence in communities that are predominantly African-American, then it just sort of reaffirms your sort of, wor- like, limited worldview that, like, oh, yeah, like, black people are yeah. killing black people. And it's like, Honestly, well, there's... There's a whole lot more going yeah. on that is contributing to totally. what is happening in, in those neighborhoods. Than- the the best thing for her is to shoot to get some black friends, probably, is going to be the best thing. Because yeah. they can help, like, shine a light on their perspective. And, and one of the things that I said in my comment to her, one of my final comments was, like, don't even ask me about this. Talk to the black people in your life. <laughs> and part of the reason that I wrote that is because I don't think she has any. So I wanted her to realize that, too, also, that she's arguing something and doesn't even have a perspective on it at all about the very people she's arguing about, you know? Outside of a white person's opinion. Yeah, totally. Um, It's funny, um, my, I would say probably my grandmother is probably a little bit conservative. You know, she's Depression era. Yeah. She's born and raised in a small town in New Hampshire and Mm -hmm. um, I think generally has somewhat conservative views but um it's funny like i've been posting like i've been posting like the occasional political thing on facebook um yeah i think most recently it was someone i'm totally blanking on who it was i'm sure it was a football player and i'm embarrassed to say i can't remember oh who it yeah was. yeah but he was he was speaking out in support of Colin Kaepernick, who is on the San Francisco 49ers and has been taking the knee and yep. started that whole sort of wave of and it was just this really wonderfully articulate like you know we're 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 using our celebrity what little celebrity have we have to like make people pay attention because that's what we can do totally um and my grandmother liked it and i was like what's going on and then oh. like a few, and then like a few days later she posted something about like it, i didn't even watch it but it was a video it was like share this if you'll stand for the flag and i'm like all right i don't know what's going on oh, lord maybe Nana. she's all over the place but um, <laughs> but she has been occasionally like liking some of my slightly more liberal posts and i'm like cool okay i mean maybe she sees both sides or something i I think so and like i said you know she's she's like in her 80s and i think that she you know she's seen a lot and she definitely has a maybe slightly more conservative worldview but she's also a badass and i can't imagine her having a conversation with someone like donald trump and not wanting to punch him in the face right oh yeah she's like she's you know a matriarch of her family and she Mm -hmm. does not necessarily mince words Mm -hmm. and she's a woman you know she's got yeah four kids and umpteen grandchildren so yeah it's been it's i will say that for myself i have i have curated the most perfect semi-liberal world on my social media (laughs) me too i know like i just you know and i you have to do it for your sanity i know know? and it's funny this woman that i work with she's called facebook like an echo chamber before um and i i i see i do see that and so Mm -hmm. when i'm like spouting my like liberal like you know i love michelle obama you know Mm -hmm. I, i know that i won't get any i won't get anybody contesting yeah um and the other thing that i've done has been you know like my mother like she lives in florida and she has like some conservative friends and she's posted things before and had people like comment and i like have Mm. come like this close to like saying things like say something 
I, but I'm just like, you know what? This is a pointless argument. Like, I don't really know this person. Who knows? Is it racist stuff? I haven't seen anything overtly racist. It's, it's mostly subtle, but, um, there was something about, it might've been about the protests in Charlotte. Okay. There's been so many lately that I can't even keep track of where they are. Um, and, um, and he, I forget what this guy said, but I totally was up, up like five seconds. I even wrote it out. Like, I'm like, I think that's called civil unrest. Yeah. Like, and then I was like, you know what? This is pointless. Like mm-hmm. your flame wars are like nothing's ever achieved. Yeah. We'd just be shouting shit back and forth at each other. It I'm does just- really feel that way. The thing <laughs> that I'm struggling with is that all of the articles that I've read and that my black friends have shared about like, here's what you can do white people to help with this. Um, always one of the things they say is have the tough conversations. Don't just right. like cringe and look away and say it's pointless. I can't change anybody's mind. Like fight for it. Stand yeah. up for what is, you know, is right. Try to change their mind, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's literally what motivated me to leave that comment on my, on my cousin's Facebook post. And especially because you do, you do love her and you do. Yeah. Yeah. I want her brain to evolve. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, there there (laughs) are, but you're right though, right there. That's white privilege that we can be like, I don't want to have this conversation with this person. Yeah. Totally. And we can do that because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect us. Yeah. That's white privilege. And that's why it's, that's why black people are asking us to please have the difficult conversations, you know, because yeah, it's it's different when they do it, you know, because then people, the white people are just going to be even angrier, you know. I saw this incredible video that someone had shared on Facebook, and I am completely blanking on this woman's name, but um, she's African-American, and she told this incredible story about mm-hmm. she was at a supermarket, maybe you saw it, with her sister, her half-sister, who happens to be... Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking did about. Did you see that? Yeah, tell the half story. half black, half white. And so she, her her sister, half-sister or sister-in-law, I forget, who happens to be half black, half white, but looks white. Mm-hmm. She is in line at the supermarket, and she writes a check, and the checker is super friendly and, like, chats her up and takes the check and checks her out, and da, da, da. So sister goes and stands and waits for this woman who is African-American, and she writes a check, and then the cashier is not being super friendly, but then she says, I'll need two forms of ID. And the whole time this is happening, this woman is with her 10-year-old daughter, and her 10-year-old daughter is seeing the difference in the way that this cashier has treated her mother and mm-hmm. her aunt. Yeah. Um, and so the the woman who's being, you know, at this moment being, you know, checking out, she's just like, what do I do? Do I say something? I don't want to be like the quote unquote angry black woman. Right. So she just lets it go. She yeah. gives her the ID. And then this this cashier then takes out this uh, bad checkbook and starts looking for this woman's Ugh. license in the bad checkbook. Oh, my God. At this point, her, her half-sister or sister-in-law, again, I'm forgetting, comes over and says, what are you doing? And that's when it all kind of like this is the woman's point was that this woman who looked white came over and brought it up. And then these two old women who were in line behind them were like, oh, this is awful. And the manager came over and he's Mm -hmm. like, what's wrong? And, you know, the woman who looks white is like, this is happening. And the the African-American woman was like, this is my point, like because she pointed it out. Everyone else was like, oh, this is terrible. But if right. I had said something, would it have been the same response? Yep. She's like, totally. I can't say yes and I can't say no. But yeah, you're just trapped. 
Yeah. And so it was just like, it, I, I saw that and I was just like, fuck, man, like we, I, there is a responsibility mm-hmm. and you're right to like say things, mm-hmm. even if I guess it is to my mom's stupid ex coworker. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, <laughs> it's such a good point. Yeah. Like the, it has to be the white people who get angry about it because black people have been angry about it for years and it's not yeah, doing people, anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly know? true. That's exactly true. Ugh. So anyway, this topic totally like <laughs> evolved from like talking politics with relatives to like, aren't everybody just racist fucks? <laughs> oh, there we go. Yay. Um, so that will segue perfectly into our final. Oh, this yeah. Been, this has been a really heavy conversation. It has. Um, <laughs> so this is something that my boyfriend and I have talked about. Um, mm-hmm. Are people uh, inherently good? Yeah, are they? What do you think? I want I want to hear what you think before I I tend to think that okay. most of them are. Okay. Um I I think that there are definitely people out there who are evil. They are sociopaths and psychopaths and oh, like yeah, yeah. people who have like a fucking like brain disorder that like they can't feel empathy and stuff like that, but I think that for the most part people are good when it really comes down to it, I think that people are also selfish and, you know, rude and, and stuff like that, but generally on a smaller scale, um, you know, like they will, um, cut you off in traffic or, you know, like not give a shit about you because they don't know who you are or be rude to you on the street or whatever it may be. But if, when it comes down to like, if you were like, hanging from the side of a building and needed somebody to like give you a hand to like get you back up from dying that I think that pretty much everybody would do that hmm. except for the rapists and the murderers and the, the <laughs> you know the small percentage of the population who are fucking shit up for the rest of us quite frankly because <laughs> they are the reasons that we have to be afraid um, mainly as women um, but I think that for the most part people are good I think they everybody has the same basic desire to feel safe and to feel loved and to feel wanted and to have all of those things and to share those things too. Like I do, it's cheesy, but I do feel strongly in love um, being a huge powerful force in the world and something that drives like a lot of just basic human existence. I think that we get, we get caught in trouble when there's like a hive mindset mentality, you know, that's how things like the Holocaust happen and things like people wanting to vote for Donald Trump happen. And, you know, like you just get groups of people that rile each other up into these really awful beliefs and then do things because authorities tell them to, and just are way more awful than, anyone would ever be under you know normal circumstances and but for the most part i do think that people are inherently good to answer your question in a long way what do Uh, you think i don't totally agree (laughs) tell me about it um so i i do like that you you know that, that i do agree with some of what you said about how i do think that people do seek out love and companionship and and potentially security. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if safety is something everybody looks for, but my really? thing, well, yeah, I kind of don't. I mean, I think it, 
I think it, I think it depends on the person. I mean, I think a lot of people, I don't know. I think a lot of people look for safety, but I don't know that it's necessarily important to all people. Um, I mean, I think, I think I, I don't know. I approach it from this sort of like, this sort of like evolutionary idea that we, I mean, we needed to be, we needed to be together, you know, in order to survive most of the time um, to protect ourselves from like uh, bigger animals or other groups of people uh, to, to, to propagate our species, that kind of thing. But I think that, (laughs) I think that people are inherently, I won't say bad. I would say inherently self-serving and greedy and, not cruel, but not kind. And I think that the that what makes you a good person is the continual um, sort of fighting against our baser natures. Right. Like I think that, um, and and I will agree with you that I do think there are people like you know, like you said, like like rapists. Which I will say, this is going to sound fucked up, and I apologize, but. I, I'm not saying that rapists are good in any way, but I would guess that there are rapists out there who would also hold the door for you or say please and thank you. You know, yeah, like yeah. there are things that are like social social etiquette that, you know, I'm sure that rapists and probably even murderers. Right. Um, are, well, and there are guys out there who don't even realize they're being rapists. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? No, I agree. Um, um, but I, from just sort of like, a, and this is like the thing that, that my boyfriend and I kind of argue about because he also believes that people are inherently good. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're inherently good. Mm-hmm. I think that we, if, if we were allowed to just sort of do what we wanted with no consequence, and I'm not talking about like that stupid fucking purge series of movies where they go out and murder people, but like mm-hmm. you would, you would you would eat all the things and you would, you know, do all this stuff and you would have sex with all the people and you, you know what I mean? Like, because at our, our basis level, we are just sort of like, you know, we're sort of like big ids. We're just like, like pleasure and experience and da, 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 and greed and give me that. And I want that. Like, it's true. So I think the thing that, but for me, the thing that's so interesting is truly good people in my mind anyway, are constantly reevaluating decisions based on like here's what I want but here's what dot 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 you know I here's what I'm thinking is this right for this person does this help you know what I mean like it's a real for me I think it's a real struggle not a struggle because it it does come easily to some people but but it's something that you learn over time and that's why I also feel like there's a huge component of nurture in terms of people being quote-unquote bad you know like for sure like I imagine Bear with me for a minute, but I imagine someone like Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the person that he is, the the way that he behaves, his mm-hmm. megno- megalomaniacal personality, his his horrible treatment of other people, and I try to think like, not often, but I do sometimes try to think, what happened to this man? Yeah, that made him this way. Totally, something happened. You yeah. know, yeah, he could be slightly sociopathic, and that could also be like you know chemically imbalanced or chemically um, enhanced. I think you know, he's fully a sociopath. Yeah, and I mean, there's also a rumor floating around that he's been on um, basically like speed-based diet pills for the last fucking twenty-five years, which will yeah. which will fuck you up neurologically. Totally, but um, but also just I, I you know he came from 
a super wealthy family, you wonder like, did he have any sort of like affection or was he taught to, to treat people in a certain way? So, Mm -hmm. and when, when you see something like that, it, it seems to come so easily. It's, I just, for me, I'm like, people are sort of born with this clean slate that is not, not innocent, but it's all about survival and survival is not pleasant. You know, survival is kill or be killed. Survival is, you know, like I'm going to get the food before you get the food or I'm going to, I'm going to make a baby with that person before you make a baby with that. You know, it's nature. Nature is not very nice. I mean, even babies have personalities though. Like, so you know how there's talk about like, oh, you have such an easy baby or, oh yeah, yeah, you got a a tough one. Maybe the next one will be a little easier, you know, like, even even some babies are just fucking assholes and some are really sweet you know and they haven't been nurtured at all yet so there is some part of it that is you know just who you are and your makeup but like say you take a sweet baby and uh, god forbid you leave it in the woods right and it it survives Mm -hmm. that's gonna be one uh brutal person totally it could very well be yeah probably i mean i'm not imagining it's going to be like snow white and that she's been found by seven dwarves and anyway that was a little bit off tangent but um (laughs) (laughs) uh but you know what i mean like i just and i realize like i realize that my thoughts on this are pretty fucking depressing (laughs) i mean you know you've read the news like it's the world is depressing when you see the shit that's really going down yeah you know which i think that that's probably the very reason why we would question whether or not people are inherently good because how can you possibly be reading all this awful shit all the time that people are sharing and that's in the news and that you just see everywhere, even if you're trying to avoid it, I should know because I tried and it did not work. (laughs) Um, That of course that's going to make you think like, what the fuck is wrong with this world? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think it's beautiful that there are so many incredible, so many billions of incredible kind people in the world. Cause there mm -hmm. are, um, but I, I, there's just this, I just think that it's a struggle. I, you know, it's something that, that good people are constantly kind of having to, to continue to work on and make sure that they're, that they're, they're, you know, meeting that challenge. That's Um, why I think that most people are good, are inherently good, but that other, there are, you know, maybe there's what, 10, 15% of the population that's causing all the fucking news articles. See, about, I, don't think, like, I don't think it's inherent. I think they work at it. That's that's my whole point. The good people, like if they yeah. weren't trying anymore, they would just be out there like punching grandmas in the face and like I setting mean, kittens maybe, on fire. You know, like maybe not everyone doing grandma punching or what was the setting on fire? What are they setting kittens. on fire? Kittens. Oh, God. That's awful. Sorry, Jenny. Um, but I mean, doing things. So for me, it's a spectrum, right? It can be like, it can be anything from, from stealing a candy bar Mm -hmm. to, to punching a kitten. We'll just combine the two. Right. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) I, I think like in my mind, like being good is like a huge spectrum. Right. So, so yeah, I don't think that people are inherently good. I think that they work at it because it's so much easier to not be good. It's so much more natural to to well, sort of. It's easier, yes, but does it feel good? 
I don't know. Cause I well, it's, feel... that's what I'm saying. It depends on, it depends on a lot of things. It depends yeah. on like how you were raised. And this is the interesting thing for me. I don't, I'm not religious and I don't, you know, I don't, if people seek out religion to like help themselves or, or faith is something that helps mm-hmm. support them, that's great. I'm yeah, not good religious, but, um, but for a long, long, long time, religion provided the fear that right. made people do the right thing. Maybe that's why we have it. Oh, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, and I don't, I don't want it to come back. I don't want it to be like, you know, like the heavily religious. I mean, we're kind of getting it, but now they're not really actually that nice. But right. But for a long time, like that was something that kept people in line. You know, it still is. I'm sure. Yeah, in some ways. Although you seem to find that a lot of the really righteous, <laughs> super religious people are the ones that end up doing all the Starting things that the they wars. say that they say yeah. are not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, that's very very true. Yeah. Um, but. Well, yeah, and starting the wars for sure, or mm-hmm. continuing That's like all wars practically. It's basically, like. yeah, in yeah. the name of some god. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, and it's, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, I do really. Well, I don't want to say I love people. I'm kind of a conflicted misanthrope, honestly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. You know, like I, <laughs> I know so many wonderful people, and I think it's lovely. Like when I see people being kind to each other, and yeah, I'm fascinated by people. But I mean. they're not always my favorite species (laughs) right and you've done a good job of surrounding yourself with good quality people you know and i think it's that's partially why it's so shocking when like assholishness happens to us out there in the world or or we read the awful articles about people doing shit because it's just like how can you not be like all of my lovely friends and family who are just like wonderful and kind and forgiving and patient people you know yeah that it's, is true it makes it all the more just like confounding that that people aren't just like that yeah it's shocking it's definitely shocking yeah which then i feel like you know am i just being like a naive like buffoon just like oh i'm wandering in my little cloud of like great friends and social media and i've just made this nice wonderful pillow around myself and you kind of like, have to do that to protect yourself i guess you know? yeah i mean yeah just I to know. make life worth living and a little more bearable i mean i can't imagine being in like some war-torn country where you just feel like stuck and people are being killed around you all the time and it's just scary and yeah man like i can't imagine it we would be having an entirely different conversation i don't know we probably wouldn't be having i don't know what it would be like yeah maybe one of us would be like deeply religious and insisting that people are inherently good and that they're just murdering in the name of their god and and then maybe one of us would be like no i'm seeing all this murder people are inherently bad you know who knows maybe it'd be the same thing where you just can't really land on it uh heavy (laughs) <laughs> anyway why, this was a good talk we, why didn't we talk about fashion <laughs> <laughs> fashion's better oh, maybe next can time can we talk about the mullet jeans again <laughs> <laughs> oh man mullet jeans <laughs> I will never wear those never even uh, if your work carries them no <laughs> never gonna do it nope nope Anyway, um, good talk. Good talk. Good catch yeah, this up. Is a, this was yeah. a cathartic. It was. 
we got some stuff out. Conversation. Yeah, it was good. Love yourself, people. That's yeah. the theme. Love yourself. Love yourself. If you, love if others. If you're listening to this, you're probably not a psychopath. <laughs> probably not, but maybe we've got a couple. Statistically, we might have one, too. <laughs> Psychopaths need love, too. <laughs> they do. They do. All right. Well, um, do you want to close this out? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, this has been unsolicited. Hold on, I need to get to our little... A podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. Uh, I'm Jenny Ewell. I'm Mario Regan. And, oh yes, our theme music is by Wimps, a Seattle band, who are actually doing a Dump Trump Punk the Vote show up in Seattle. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm look trying, it up. I'm trying to get to it really fast. Events, events, events. Yeah, you guys should go to that and be punk rock and not vote for Trump at the same time. God damn it, I can't find That's it. That's okay. They can look it up. It's Wimps. Wimps yes. band. Wimps, Seattle, Wimps, look Wimps. them up. They're playing all kinds. Of, oh, here we go. October 21st, Punk the Vote with Butts, Night Boss, and Corey J. Brewer and Spray Tan. At cool Funhouse. bands. Up your cool factor by going yes, to that show. Definitely. And your political factor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're uh, at thesewimps.com. And then our cover art is by Allie Crichton. Um, and again, she just launched her e-commerce site that has really cool jewelry. Mary has a necklace. Uh-huh. It's um, dope. Yes. Handmade in Seattle. Um, and some she's going to do some screen prints really soon. Mm-hmm. And that's at tinytropics.co.co. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it for now. Oh, you guys should subscribe to us on iTunes and write us a review and tell us how much you love us and maybe throw us some stars and also email us if you have any like thoughts. (laughs) I swear we'll check the email this time. I just checked it before we did this podcast. Very good. Topics. There was some spam and that was it. Love that spam. Somebody's (laughs) writing us out there. Thank you. Even Thank if it's you. about penis growth and whatnot. Yeah. Um, unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com is where you should write us with all I your hear thoughts. there's a set weight for that too, Mary. Is a what? Set weight for that too. Oh, for the penis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> On that note then, we will tell you goodnight. Goodnight. <laughs>